Uh, welcome, Bazalwane Kamenlenkohosi. Uh, evening, family. I struggle to see your names because of the light here, but I can try and make out who is out there. And uh, we, we welcome all of you in Jesus' name. We welcome all of you and our friends joining us from elsewhere. Uh, welcome to our evening service. Uh, now, this evening we are declaring that the, the stone has been rolled away. Amen. Amen. Now, when his stone was rolled away, it gave us room. It gave us an opening door that if his stone can be rolled away, our stones, whatever it is, can also be rolled away. So, we met this morning and we spoke to you, we spoke about the two pillars of the kingdom of, of Christianity, so to speak, uh, the well, two of the six that we have. Amen. And we spoke about the, the Lord's birth, his virgin birth, and we spoke about resurrection. And this evening, I want us to continue on resurrection because there is much in that that we, we, we should get. So, Go with me, please, family, to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, uh, verses 1 to 8. Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, uh, verses 1 to 8. Now the Bible says, Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb and behold there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it his countenance was like lightning and his clothing was white as snow and the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men but the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed... He is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring disciples' word. Now, I want us to pray for a few moments. Now, Father, we thank you again. We thank you for your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Let your word go out like fire tonight in Jesus' name. Let your word go out like consuming fire in the name of Jesus. Let it consume that must be consumed. Strengthen what must be strengthened, Lord God, in us. And do away with that which must be done away with in Jesus' name. Now we thank you for your presence. We thank you for the grace to minister your word with power in Jesus' name. 
And the saints said, Amen. Now, let us take it from where it says, the first day of the week, the first day of the week. Now, remember, when we spoke in the morning, we spoke about the third day. Uh, Jesus was raised on the third day. The stone, according to this scripture, was rolled back when? On the first day. Jesus is raised from the dead on the third day. The stone is rolled away on the first day. Now, there is a difference because we must make a connection between the third day, which the Lord loves, and the first day. Now, there's a difference between the two because the third day is your day of destiny. The day of destiny is the third day. The first day is any day of the week, is your, is your normal time. So there is a difference there. Your resurrection uh, is your day of destiny. That's your third day. Your kairos moment, they call it. Now, your third day can happen in any day of the week. Now, the Lord Jesus has happened on the first day of the week. But you always remember that the third day is your day of destiny, your day of resurrection, the day where the Lord begins to do things which you thought were unlikely to happen. They speak of time as consisting of chronos and kairos. Your day of destiny belongs to what we call kairos moments, is appointed times and seasons from heaven. The day of the week in which Jesus, uh, the, 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 the stone was rolled away, belongs to the chronos time. The chronos time is your clock, your natural time on your hand, on your phone. It's, it's, it's chronos. From that word you get chronology. Now, chronos is problematic because it can confuse you. Chronos will, will tell you that the time is up. Chronos will tell you that it's too late. Chronos will tell you that it, it can't happen anymore because of your age. Chronos has, has a, a, a story to tell with regards to why your destiny cannot be fulfilled. This is why the Lord, in his divine providence, made provision for what is called Kairos. Kairos are times that are released from heaven, irrespective of what is going on in the earth. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't take into consideration your age. He doesn't take into consideration your, your physical state. He doesn't take into consideration all those things because when he decides that it's your third day, it's your Kairos moment, it is your Kairos moment. So I want you to understand that God has given us as his people, there is a time and there is a season that is released from heaven. It has nothing to do with what is going on here. It has got nothing to do with time frames that your parents give you. That at your age, this and that uh, supposed to have happened. Why hasn't this happened? Now, that is chronos. Remember that God has got things that are prepared for us. He releases them as he sees fit. You must ask uh, Amibo. Uh, what is the gentleman, the, the name? 
Mephibosheth is one of the most difficult names in the Bible. Mephibosheth. According to Times Chronos, he was cancelled out. You looked at him, look at his physical structure. He was physically handicapped. As such, nothing was going to come out of his life. But God said, no, your third day is coming. It gets an invitation to sit at the table of the king. That's your kairos. You must ask Sarah, Abraham's wife, at that age, when Kronos says it's impossible, it cannot be done. No, there's always a kairos. Kairos, God splits the heavens open, and your third day begins to come rushing in your direction. So I wanted us to make a connection between the two. Remember, Mephibosheth. I like that word, that name, Mephibosheth. Remember Sarah. Remember many other characters and personalities in the word of God. When it seemed like things were, were done, the beyond repairs, and but God. But God comes uh, in the last hour and he does the unthinkable. He does what was thought was impossible. The supernatural is imposed on the natural and everything changes according to his will and divine purpose. Now let's go to the scripture that I gave you. In that verse which I gave you, family, they speak of Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. In other words, there were women who came there. They were the first one. They were the first responders, if you will. They showed up first. Now there is something about women. I've always had great respect for women because... Yekulisho Mama, uh, single-handedly, she didn't get any help much, really. I've always had great uh, respect for women, for what God invests in a woman, and for what a woman can do. Now, these women remember that on the day of the cross, before this day came, they were the ones who were at the foot of the cross when the masculinity of men shied away and they fled. Women showed up. They were the ones who were there. And these women, according to the scriptures, they were the last ones to leave the tomb. Three days before this particular event, they were the last one to leave. They did not disappoint on the day of resurrection. They were the first ones to show up. They were the first ones to come. They were not there, family, to celebrate. I want you to understand that they were not there to celebrate his resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus. They were there to put oils on him. Now, I want you to understand that God is going to do something amazing through women, even in, the, in this day and age. Most ministries that you see, big ministries that you see today, were built on the shoulders of women. Great ministries, mega churches that we, you and I know of today, were built on the shoulders of praying women. If you look at churches, it's women who show up, men follow. So this particular scripture, it is clear that there were women, even in that day, uh, who were very faithful to the Lord. I want you to know that God is going to set fire on women. The next move of the Spirit... God will set fire on the women. So I want you to keep an eye 
on the women if you are a woman listening to me this evening i want you to know that the finger of god is upon you when god puts fire on a woman a nation is set aflame when god puts his fire upon women a nation shall catch it speedily because a woman has caught the fire it does not mean that men will be excluded of course we are here i'm a man it is uh, an event of history that women have always been uh, there and made themselves available so if you are a woman of god listening to me get ready because god is going to do something amazing now then the bible goes on to say the angel rolled back the stone the angel rolled back the stone there's a couple of things here we must look at uh, family number one who did the angel roll the stone for who did the angel roll the stone for you will realize that in his resurrected body the lord jesus was able to walk through stone and concrete Remember the scripture that we read or I discussed with you earlier on John 20 verse 19 they were gathered in a room and the scriptures are very clear and they are specific to say that the doors were locked and the bible says he appeared in their midst so his resurrected body did not was not limited by anything physical so the question again who did the angel roll the stone for because i don't care what you think but i can tell you right now the lamb of god on the third day was not going to be limited behind and and get stuck behind a rock he was going to walk through the thing so the stone was removed for people not for jesus now that is important for us to catch it tonight the stone the rock was rolled away not for jesus it was rolled away for people they had to see the power of god they had to see the power of god the stone was not removed for jesus to walk out the rock was removed for people to come in let me repeat that the stone the rock at the mouth of the tomb was not removed for jesus christ to walk out the stone was removed for people the women the disciples to come in amen now while i am making that statement let me read to you luke chapter 24 verse 9 to 12 the bible says then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the 11 and to all the rest it was mary magdalene joanna mary the mother of james and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles and their words seemed to them like idle tales and they did not believe them but peter arose and ran to the tomb and stooped down he saw the linen clothes the bible says 
lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. You see that the stone is removed because they need to walk in there. They must walk in there. They must find out for themselves the miracle that has happened. They must discover on their own so that when they leave that place and take the gospel to the ends of the earth, they would have stepped in there for themselves and saw the linen clothes lying by themselves. Amen. There are stones, family, that God is going to remove. Now, let that be clear this, uh, this evening. There are blockades. There are obstacles. There are impediments. There are obstructions that God is going to remove. Let me repeat that because if there is anything you must get from the resurrection of the Lord is the prophetic nature of it. The prophetic nature of the resurrection, how prophetic it is. I'm saying to you today, when we read that passage of scripture, we begin to understand that there are stones that must be removed. There are things at the mouth of breakthroughs there are blockages, blockages, blockades, obstacles, obstructions, impediments, things that have been put up to separate you from that which God wants to see reflected in your life. Now, this must be done to show the power of his resurrection. Unbelievers must witness the power of the Lord's resurrection, that you are not in your garments of death anymore. When the Lord begins to remove these things, those who have been looking at our life, you and I, must begin to marvel because the Bible is very clear in that particular scripture that they marveled. The world must marvel. The word marvel means to wonder, is to be astonished. God wants to remove these rocks. They must be rolled away so that the world, if there is anything that God will do a miracle for a family, is so that the nations of the world can see something, can see his glory and his power. So there are things that will be done. For the sake of those who are out there, when they see and they witness what God does in your life, it becomes a testimony. It becomes a message that is more powerful than me talking to you right now. That's why there are stones that are going to be rolled away. Because the heart of the Father is in those who are out there, who have been watching you, who have been observing us. To see if the word that we have anchored our faith in does work. The Bible says they marveled when they walked in there. The word marvel means to be astonished, to be amazed. They were shocked. In other words, they were speechless, struck with awe. That's what God wants to see happen. The stone must be rolled away because God didn't put it there. Let me repeat that. 
The stone must be rolled away. When we're speaking prophetically, the stone must be rolled away. The stone must be. It has to happen. Because the Lord did not put it there. You know, family, there are full stops in our lives that God did not put. That, that huge rock was like a full stop at the end of a sentence which God did not put. Sometimes what God refers to as commas, the enemy says to us they are full stops. So there was a huge full stop at the mouth of the tomb. It was all over. It was all done. Nothing was going to happen beyond that point. There is a full stop in your life in the sentence that God is writing, but God did not put it there. The enemy did. In other words, your life and your story, the story that God is writing about you and I is not over. The rock must be removed. And we must replace that rock with a comma because the story continues. The fact that I stumbled the fact that I failed, don't be quick to come and put a, a, a rock in front of me. Don't be quick to come and put a, a, a rock and to say that my story is done and finished. No. The prophetic spirit doesn't allow for that to happen because the prophetic eye sees what God sees. If God has not put it, the enemy did. It may as well then be a comma in your journey. Whatever stumbling that you might have experienced, whatever failure that you might have experienced, be careful, I'm warning you now. The enemy is ready to come with a huge rock and he puts it at the mouth of your destiny. Now let the stone be rolled away in Jesus' name. Let the stone be rolled away. Let your story continue. Everyone looking at me, I don't know what the enemy has been whispering at you, but we are declaring this today. I don't know who told you that it was over. I don't know who told you that it is done and dusted. But don't you remember that there are Kairos moments of God? The problem is we look at your natural time and we look at what facts tell us. Don't you remember that we serve a supernatural God? Don't you remember that he imposes his super on our natural? Don't you remember that he is God, he is Elohim, he is El Shaddai, he is El Elyon? Don't you know that he calls things which are not as though they were. Don't you know that he speaks the present? He speaks something from nothing. Don't you know God that he creates what never exists? Don't you know family that even the things that you have lost, they are still on planet earth. They are not, they haven't gone anywhere. Whatever that you lost in your life, I don't care what it is still here. God gives us supernatural technology. To bring, that is why there's something called faith. Yes. God brings us supernatural wisdom and keys 
to bring it back to get it restored seven times. So I don't care what the enemy says. It's not time to listen to the voice of the enemy. Somebody said he is like a mouse speaking on a microphone and loudspeakers. His voice can sound very intimidating. His voice can sound very threatening. This is why the Bible says that just shall live by faith. I want you to have a, a personality of faith. I want you to understand what faith is like, how faith, faith behaves. So there are rocks that must be rolled away in Jesus' name. Every time you stumble, every time you fall, every time you experience failure, every time there is a delay in your life, every time you don't meet your targets, every time you set goals, and it seems like you're taking a few steps back, the spirit of faith must arise within you, have a divine perspective on life. Otherwise, Uzuba, Ebola of demons, they're going to play games with you. I understand that that is a comma. Your journey, my journey continues. Don't you have a preordained destiny? Don't you have things that were declared upon your life when you were conceived even before you were in your mother's womb? These things were declared that must happen. The enemy has got no say in these issues. They are issues at the table of kings. They are discussed by circumcised people. Demons and all these things that speak, they have no say. They have no entry into the table of kings. They cannot sit and make decisions with us. Be able to identify the voice of the enemy. Be able to identify the voice of God when it speaks to you. So I'm saying, family, look in your life. Look around in your life, in every facet, in every aspect, in every area of your life. See which rock must be rolled away. There are rocks that must definitely be rolled away. Life consists of different facets, segments, and components. There is marriage, there is finances, there are relationships, there is physical health, there is career, there is a whole lot of things, and the enemy can begin to mess with your mind. That's why people are quick to fall into depression. They sink into depression. Why? Because the voice of fear. Now, the enemy wants you to always adjust your chronos, your natural time. He wants you to keep your eyes on your chronos. He loves chronos. He loves chronos because he can manipulate it. He loves chronos because he can exploit it. He loves chronos because if your mind is stuck on natural time, he is able to set his rules. If you are a supernatural person, if you are a woman of faith listening to me, if you are a man of faith listening to me, take your eyes off Kronos. We deal with Kronos when we have to uh, live on earth and make appointments. Not when it comes to issues of destiny. When it comes, family, to issues of destiny, you take your Kronos off. You cast your gaze upon your Kairos. 
Your kairos is called any moment. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I have been walking around this mountain for too long. It's time in the name of Jesus that you give me the grace to charge and move ahead. And your third day comes in those moments. So don't compare yourself with people who are not believers. successful. Do not be moved. Because your destiny is in the hands of the creator. Your future is in the hands of the creator. He is already in your future. Your future is set. Your future is guaranteed. All that you and I must do, family, is to walk in faith, walk in covenant, walk according to his precepts, walk according to his word. Because if we walk according to his word, everything shall happen according to what he has preordained. Sarai would have, the reason why she laughed is because the chronos, I don't know, sometimes demons, I think they set even an alarm on your, on your chronos, on your natural time. A lot of alarms going off everywhere. It's buzzing everywhere. And they make you run and they make you panic. You get depressed. Some people today are suicidal because you look at your age and the things, the dreams that we had when we were growing up, in our mind, it seems as if it's all done and dusted. No. Let that full stop, let that huge stone be rolled away. This is why, family, I always encourage you to pray. A person of prayer, a person of intercession, a person who's given to the word of God, they have a divine perspective on issues. They look at life through the eyes of the word, through the eyes of prophecy, through the eyes of the supernatural. When situations begin to present themselves in front of you, you are able at a glance to see that no, this is God, this is enemy. Understand how God speaks. There are three voices that speak to you. Because for us to be able to roll this rock away, this also is important. There are three voices that speak to you. Be able to know which voice is speaking. Number one, we have the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. That voice loves you. That voice is a voice of destiny. That voice is the voice that speaks from the word. There is the voice of the devil that speaks. How do you know it's the voice of the devil? The voice of the devil speaks contrary to the voice of scripture. It makes you to make uh, rushed decisions. It, it pushes you to make decisions. It puts you under pressure. The house is burning. Make a decision. Make an investment. Make, do this, do that. It pressures you. The voice of God, before I move on, how do you know that this is the voice of God? There's so much peace that comes with it. When the decision is made, there's so much peace that comes with it. Now then the third voice is the voice of your soul. It's you. The voice of man. The voice of man must always be an echo of the voice of the spirit. So we must be able to identify when it's God speaking or it's just my mind looking at this or it's the voice of the devil. When we understand that, you will be able, when, when three doors open in front of you, 
three opportunities, three um, promotions sending you into three different provinces. One of those could be the devil. He wants to place you in an environment of drought. He sucks you dry. You must be able to hear the voice of the spirit of the three doors. Which door must I walk through? That's wisdom. That's the voice of the, it's only the Holy Spirit who will be able to give you such. So family, I want you to understand that the life, your sentence keeps going. It's not over yet. We are commanded, even by the Holy Ghost, to be able to identify these things when they come. Because if we don't do, we are jeopardizing the very destiny. Heaven counts on us to be able to understand divine punctuation marks. We are counted upon by heaven to be spiritually literate. Don't mistake. Mistake. <laughs> A comma for a full step and a full step for comma. Amen. Don't make that mistake. Don't mistake a comma for a full step and a full step for a comma. But for you to be able to do so, you must be able to walk by the Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If we don't do that, if we get stuck behind this rock, the very things God wanted to do through you and he counted on you to be able to discern times and seasons to be able to see that no this is the devil this thing has been made to stir by the enemy i must unstop this well i must open this door through declarations through prophecy through intercession if we don't do that and we bow behind the rock we bow behind the stone and we don't Allow heaven to roll it away by faith. We will be stuck there and your destiny, your life will have been a waste. You will realize when you get to heaven how much God wanted you to achieve. But I couldn't, you couldn't discern. You couldn't read punctuation marks of the spirit. So family, as we close today, I pray in the name of Jesus that the power of God shall come. And the grace shall rest upon us. I release fire upon all of us right now. I want you to pray where you are as we, as, as we conclude, family. In Jesus' name, I thank you for divine wisdom. I thank you for the grace to see. I thank you for a prophetic word to declare. A voice full of fire. A voice that is able to cause things to shift. A voice not empty. A voice not void of the anointing and presence, but a voice full of fire, full of power in Jesus' name. Let the rock be rolled away. Keep walking. Let the stone be rolled away. Keep moving. The destiny of your family is not over. The family of your, your finances, every, your destiny is not over. We keep walking. We keep trusting God. Let fire rain upon all of us. As we close tonight, you go back, uh, you are in your rooms already. Let fire come and let us begin to journey forth in Jesus' name. We move forward at a speed. We are not slowed down by the enemy, but at the divine speed we go. Father, I speak speed in Jesus' name. Not delays, but speed. 
Let things begin to shift. Let things begin to move. In the name of Jesus. In the lives of your people. And the family said amen. amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Wave at me. I say that you're hallelujah. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Thank you family.